Welcome to the podcast of the Modern Witches. We are excited to share with you contents and interviews that will allow you to explore the diversity of spiritual path. The Modern Witches Conference community is creating a sacred container for those witch curious, witch identifying, and magically minded to authentically connect and learn. In this podcast, we are excited to share with you magical interviews of our current and past teachers. You will learn different practices, beliefs, and meet with witches that will encourage you to cultivate and deepen connection with your own practice. So sit back, grab your tea, and enjoy. We are here with Matthew Drury Baker, who has been a part of the Modern Witches Confluence since the beginning, uh, building altars in our physical spaces, building virtual altars, and supporting so much with the organization and inspiration for this event. And I'm super excited to have Matthew here today to chat um, and kind of add to the cauldron that we're stirring together. So thank you for being here, Matthew. Well, thank you for having me, Casey. I'm so excited to be part of this project. And to be part of the confluence always, yes. Absolutely. Um, so I think the, the first place that we've been starting off these conversation is um, really to get a sense of where you come from in your connection with magic and spirit. And so I'm wondering if um, you could share a little bit about um, when you first sort of realized that you had like a spiritual connection or got curious about magic in some way. Um, yes. Um, so I think that I, it's hard to say an exact time because I think it was just really early childhood. Like it, I think there's a, this period of time when you're understanding the world perhaps when you're like two or three that you start to like create linear maps and you realize some things didn't add up. Um, and I remember really early on, like having distinct memories and feelings of like, wait, I perceive this different than everybody else. I don't think that I was wrong. Um, and I think I early on like would have, you know, periods of time where um, I would speak to like my, or like when I was three, my great grandfather died, and I, I, like started having conversations with him like right after he died, and definitely was, you know, I believe, you know, being a, a young medium and and talking to uh, my great grandfather and other spirits early on, and, and so I think there was just this kind of innate belief that there was magic and that I had you know, that I had power of my own and that everybody else did too. And um, that a lot of magic was in nature. And um, I just never, I mean, there were definitely times where, you know, actually, no, I never lost my belief. I've always just had a really strong belief and understanding, even when I um, would suppress it or, or become very closeted with it. Mm -hmm. And then I, I think, you know, definitely was always a real lover of, of fantasy and Arthurian legends and Greek mythology. Um, fairy tales have always had like a very strong 
um, kind of central, um, you know, figured largely in my life. And um, I was lucky and blessed to have a, a mother who was very encouraging of all of my wild imagination and my appreciation and um, it's, you know, thirst for knowledge in, in those worlds. Um, as far as being a really practicing, uh, practicing witch, I would say it took me, you know, I, I definitely started in junior high and high school, I would dabble, but I think um, it never really stuck. I, I don't know if that was a lack of discipline or just, you know, maybe just a lot of other emotional kind of issues and, um, you know, also coming to terms by, you know, uh, sexuality that was challenging. So I, I never really formed a really strong, um, anchor in, in that kind of practice until um, probably about the time I was in my very early 20s, I became fixated with the tarot and started learning how to read um, and, and really kind of started cultivating a more spiritual practice as far as communing with nature and meditating and kind of learning about some of the things that I would do in my mind, in my brain that I started realizing that, oh, that's actually you projecting your consciousness out into the world. And those little superstitions that you have are, are real ways that you're working with the, um, the elements and the spirit worlds. Um, that kind of group. <laughs> yeah, when you were, when you were talking about myth and folklore, mm. would you like encounter the archetype of a witch and feel connected to them? Was that kind of like, something you really identified with? Yeah, absolutely. I definitely was always, you know, fascinated by um, the witch and the magical character in pretty much every uh, story that came. And I loved how in most of the stories, you know, it's the witch and the magician or the fairy or Peter Pan, what have you. It's the magical thing that kind of saves humanity from this kind of, you know, dense kind of um, only physical plane um, of existence and helps them, you know, overcome and believe and transform. So I think that was always the thing I fixated on and love to play out in my imaginary games. Uh, always making like potions and brews and yeah. Reminds me so much of, uh, you mentioned the Arthurian legends. Yeah. It reminds yeah. me of the, yeah, the Fisher yeah. King and yeah, definitely, yeah, um, definitely have went through a huge Merlin, Morgan Le Fay, you know, phase that I never actually grew out of. And so how would you define a witch? Um, I would define a, a witch as a person who, you know, does believe that there is more than meets the eye that believes that there is a, a spirit world that there is a that we all have a spiritual self um and that believes that um you know that they play a role of you know communing with the unseen with the the magic in nature uh, the magic in in selves and works towards healing works towards healing through what you know um, whether that's medicine or artistry or divination um, helps to bring people to um, a place where they can transcend and, and um, do their, their, their own work in this world. So I think it's the, the walking in between is, is being a witch. I love that definition. 
Would, and I'm curious because, our, you know, our, our work in the modern witch's sphere is, feels interesting. And I think that that term modern witch kind of throws people off sometimes. Um, but I'm curious, what do you think it means to be a modern witch? What does that mean to you? So that's, um, I mean, definitely the, the mod, I mean, I can speak that the word modern in general, it does not um, actually describe me very well. I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm kind of an antiquated person. I'm, I kind of love the long way around and tradition and objects. And um, I, I struggle to be in the modern world. Um, you know, it's, I don't love technology. I don't, you know, I'm, that's just not how I'm wired. Um, but what I, I come to believe is, you know, this is the timeline I'm in. Um, and I think it's embracing that, you know, being a witch is embracing you in the world that you're in, embracing the suffering that is there and the kind of darker realities that need healing. Um, you know, if we're in this timeline that is more modern, whatever that means, um, it's, you know, not bypassing or ignoring what needs healing. Um, because it doesn't fit in with one's aesthetic or one's, um, you know, ideal. Um, so I think being a modern witch means embracing that this is where we are in time. Um, and this is the work that has to be done as is and in trying to heal that work that's in the modern age. Yeah, I think it can be so difficult for people who identify as witches to be in this modern landscape. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for some more than others, I think, you know, if you're really a nature loving witch, you know, the modern world has not been so great to the natural world. And there's a part of us that I think all wants to just kind of fall up in a cave because it's, there's a lot of ugliness and a lot of um, apathy uh, in this, this time and place. But there's also at the same time more growing consciousness and um ways of connecting um so you know if if time's not really linear you know we've gone to this time because we needed to get something or create something or make something happen so i, I do believe that there's a reason uh, for being so absolutely we need witches more than yeah. ever feels like yeah they are the future yeah <laughs> one of the futures yes absolutely how has uh, your personal lineage or history sort of shaped your understanding of witchcraft or magic? Yeah, so my uh, family is, um, most of my heritage is, is um, you know, uh, from Ireland, English Isles. So it's very Celtic, very Gaelic. Um, and um, there was a lot on my mother's family, you know, there's a lot of settling families, um, but settlers that did work with land and agriculture. Um, so there's a great deal of that. I believe that's been passed on. Like my, I have families that were orchardists for very long times. Um, so there is, a, I think, a great appreciation and reverence for seasonality of the world, um, of honoring plants and um, and, and utilizing them and cultivating them and, and really, you know, seeing the beauty in them and also the, the need to, to utilize them and incorporate them into one's day-to-day -day life. Um, 
that was something that was very much passed down as well as like the um, honoring and celebration of holidays of um, and marking the seasons um, with, you know, picnics and uh, wild crafting, um, the belief in, in, folk, in some folk medicine and herbs and superstition has definitely been passed down. So that's um, something that I, I do have always kind of just known and have loved and I continue to um, practice. Uh, and then there's a lot of things that are still in mystery and I'm you know, always trying to get to the to a better understanding of my, my lineages and practice and what really belongs to me to, to work with. For those uh, uh, folks who don't know what you do now in the realm of like working with nature and tending to nature, do you want to share a little bit about? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I kind of have had a kind of a diverse jack of all trades period for a while, um, which was definitely I was reading tarot, um, you know, publicly and private and private practice and also have always been a, a foraged florist um, for many years, which is, um, and not really florist, I think it's more of just art and sculpture and creating environment, I think might be a better way to say. Um, but I've, I've been, you know, really this idea that, um, you know, that a lot of, you know, like our, our, a lot of our produce and agriculture has really gotten away from being, you know, organic and having its integrity, um, you know, because of the agribusiness and pesticides and such. So it's, and something I, you know, have seen that the flower world and florist world is kind of disregarded. And so there's foraging is this idea that, you know, really only working with things that you grow in your garden, um, things that are like on the side of the freeways or, or kind of no man's land, overgrown um, other yards, people you can create connections with to, to cut and grow and utilize um, or organic farming. Um, so I, I've been doing events, weddings, dinners, restaurants with that kind of floral work. Um, and then it was really, really wonderful to be able to do um, altar work and environment work for the witch's confluence um, with that idea of really just because um, what I really do is I go out and into land and nature and I have, you know, connection um, with those plants and, and try to utilize them in a very um, respectful way. But um, there's more history and relationship with it, I think. That I right. Yeah, I love seeing um, how you interact with the landscape just especially when you share moments with animals mm -hmm. that you have on your journey. Um, feels really special. It feels like when you create something, you're also bringing those relationships and like the spirits who have interacted with the plants. And Yeah, it's, it's storytelling, really. I think what I, re you know, I, I go out and I forage and have these encounters and sometimes it's spirits or it's you know sometimes it's animals and then I think that gets into the story and then when I work with the plants like I recreate that too and they, they continue telling that um, yeah yes okay so I just got a flash of your uh the the film you created for us oh yeah um and just saw so much of like your storyteller um, nature come out. And I think that's such a, a beautiful aspect that you incorporate into your magic and your witchcraft. 
So I just want to honor that. Thank you. Yeah, that's um was a fun new development that um, I will say the going virtual kind of helped me uncover and unleash, and that was really fun. Thank you. Happy for the opportunity. So I I'm curious about how you would define magic. So yeah, I I, I would define magic as um, definitely putting willing one's consciousness out into the world of the belief that you that you know I think that every thought and every action has a consequence. Um, I do believe that. So I, I think that when you have special intention around certain thoughts and certain actions, that there are consequences. Um, and when you utilize, I think, you know, symbolism, the subconscious into it and weave and weave your own personal history and the history of of plants and, and animals and stones into this and creating this kind of offering, I think that um, you know, nothing in nature is wasted. So I believe that that goes somewhere and does something. And especially when you, you know, are aligned with um, wanting to create positive change in the world and create positive change for yourself. I think that that is, um, you know, very uplifted by the, by nature. Nature wants to evolve and progress and, and heal. So I think that those things are listened to. Mm. Beautiful. So for our listeners, those of mm -hmm. us who are tuning in today or wherever you are in the world, whenever you are in the world, mm -hmm. um, I'm wondering if there's a token of advice or some insight you can offer to folks who are maybe seeking something along their spiritual path, but are feeling maybe lost in the moment or stuck in some way absolutely um i mean for for me personally i think that um there's kind of two things that always help me when i'm feeling stuck or lost or and things i continually work with um you know the first is to be in awe of of nature and awe of everything i think just trying not to be in such a ego consciousness and instead of just being like wow it's just incredible that my body works this way and does these things that there's these complete universes in nature that i usually just walk and bypass i think just um trying to you know stop and smell the, the flowers is important and uh, i do think the minute you get out in nature or observe something in your own nature it, it is kind of a, a marvel and then there's, you can feel and sense that there's magic, that there is just all these different kinds of consciousness and um, reasons that we are, you know, it's mystery. Um, so getting into the awe of that mystery. Um, I'd also say that it kind of works with that is, and really hard for me is, uh, is getting grounded. Um, I'm a person who's just always kind of not really been in my body and has to work really hard to to get in my body um and in order especially to practice i think magic and especially you know working with spirit um that is really helpful <laughs> um and so i think getting grounded every day as as much as you can is something that i i'm working on currently and then you know 
is uh, a challenge, but I do feel that it, it helps. And, and reminding yourself every day when you start getting like, you know, um, disconnected or um, that you're like, okay, I have a choice here. I have a choice to be grounded and a choice to ask for strength um, and get rooted again. So that's, that's super helpful. And um, yeah, you kind of segued into my next question, but I was wondering if there is an embodied practice or ritual or anything that you can share with us that might be supportive on someone else's journey. Yeah. Um, so right now, my, my first thing is like in the morning, like it's so easy to just like grab for your phone or start thinking about all the things you do and not really like check in with your how you're feeling and this idea of stepping into the day like you have to like step into the day and just like pretend like it's a room you're stepping into and, and feel what it looks like and sense what it's around you so mm -hmm. one the other is I'm I mean I'm kind of I'm a runner so I like to run in the morning um I live up in San Francisco in Bernal Hill so I run to the top of the hill every pretty much every day and one of the things I've done which helps me with awe and groundedness. I, I go to this one little spot every day. It's like kind of off the trail. And I just sit in the same spot every day and just like look at like what is different today? Like is things different things blooming? Are there bugs? Are there butterflies? Are there birds ahead? Just just looking at nature. Um, that's really fun. Um, I, it's really fun to like see like is this a message for me that because I do believe that you know the animals and the plants are messengers too um so I love looking up the symbolism and um I feel like that helps me get in awe and like oh wow there's this mystery and it's revealing itself to me and and mother nature has things to tell me today um so that's really an exciting part of the day always and then I do try to sit with myself and kind of um, try to get rooted um, and create a little safe space for myself and try to repair myself. Um, so that's the, the other part, yeah. Beautiful. It's so special to be able to return to a place as like a grounding tactic. I really love that. Yeah, it's... Um, and just being like it's just this one place is with it because sometimes you go out to nature and I think it's overwhelming um and which is fine but sometimes it's just nice to go to this one place that you're like this is my spot and I sit here and I am getting very intimate with it like so that's a real relationship yeah I think intimacy is a really grounding thing yeah yeah and I think we we, we need it so much you know I think that this world that we're you know uh, so there is so much going on all the time that I, I think that intimacy is is harder to come by because we move so fast. So I think that uh, it's important to kind of cultivate that. Absolutely. Mm, beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. I would love it if you could share how folks can connect with you, learn from you, support you. Yeah, um, so the moment I am kind of in a, a little bit of a transitional phase, um, but I, I do have a, a small kind of uh, divination den and magical emporium in a garden shed that is in Oakland. It's called the Magic Shack. Um, and I sell 
um, you know, things through your altar and divination and give readings there. Um, and that is, um, you can find me on Instagram at the magic shack, um, or go to our, my website, magicshack.com. Um, and then my, also my personal Instagram is Matthew Jury Baker, which shows a lot more of my, um, other art and ideas and, and floral work. Um, I'm kind of working on a new, a new plan and a new kind of, uh, offering, but that's still, um, in, in the wings. So, yeah to be to be uh, continued so excited to see what blossoms thank you i am too some, some fun ideas <laughs> always too many ideas <laughs> yes oh. there's there's time i like to remind myself yes, there's, yes. Time. there's time yeah and right time, time for everything yeah <laughs> <Precisely>. <laughs> it's go. not a race you know yes tortoise in the hair i think i'm a, a in the um Eastern astrology, I'm a rabbit. So I think there's, and I'm a fire rabbit. So I think there's a lot of like wanting to bolt and do a million things all at once. And um, yeah, ideally. Yes. Okay. Don't have to, don't want to burn out. No, especially, yeah, it's interesting. We're having this conversation right before the solstice. And I feel like that's, that's very up right now with the sun being at its close to its peak. The burnout mm -hmm. is. The potential is high for burnout. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, I think that's just, especially this opening back up that's happening and needing to get back into life, you know, we're, yeah, we're seeing that we don't want to make the same mistakes that we made before or not mistakes, but, you know, be more, all this new consciousness and awareness that I think we've maybe opened up in during this pandemic period, I think is, um, we should wed those that consciousness with <laughs> yes daily lives yeah absolutely well thank you so much for your time i'm so grateful for you in general like um, <laughs> so i appreciate you and we'll make sure that folks can find you put all the links in this video all right yeah thank, thank you so much oh this is fun thank you <laughs> Always good to review what you believe and um, get in, tied into it. Yeah. Absolutely.